2: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe Gier and Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday, the day after the Major League Baseball trade deadline. And Juan Soto is on his way to the Padres, Josh Hayter to the Padres, and a bunch of small moves everywhere else around the sport. Let's talk about him. Kenny Ducey, NBC Sports Edge, joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line. Kenny, your thoughts on the Soto trade, what the Nats got back, and how much it moves the needle for San Diego?
0: You know, I think it moves the needle for San Diego likely in the next few years. Like, I I don't really know how much it moves the needle for them this season. I still have doubts about their ability to to pitch. Um, I think that, you know, Mike Clevenger's on his way to maybe establishing himself as an upper tier arm. But look, here's the thing with the Padres. It's just, it's been tough to trust them. You know, everyone who has followed the league for the last years knows that, you know, there really aren't too many teams that have more talent than the San Diego Padres. Uh, unfortunately, one of them sits in their division, but, you know, it, it just hasn't really worked out, um, and no team has done less with more than the San Diego Padres. With that said, you know, this was a dream deadline for them, right? you get uh, no one's talking about the fact that they've Josh Bell, who's hitting .301 with 14 homers this year. Hayter looked great last night, and, and the offense, you know, in general, game one against, uh, you know, against a really bad Rockies team. They, they just exploded. Last night, a hard-fought win in extras, or at the bottom of the ninth, rather, with the walk-off for Grisham. But look, I I think that there's some some very palpable buzz now around the Padres. They're not going to win the division, so we have to look at the fact that they're going to have to come through the wild card. They're going to have to uh, beat the Dodgers in a series, and I guess that's going to. I think that's going to be really difficult. So I I don't know with the way the Dodgers are presently constructed that the Padres have enough, even with one of the three best hitters in baseball. With that said. Like, next year, I think things get a little interesting because Trey Turner's a free agent. Maybe the Dodgers don't bring back Trey Turner. Maybe the Padres add another arm. Who knows what happens? But when, now with Juan Soto in the fold for at least the next two years, the Padres are going to be players in the NLS come next year, come the year after, and they may even win the division based on how the off seasons go for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Obviously, Trey, uh, you know, Freddie Freeman's going nowhere, but this team could look a little different.
1: San Diego Padre's massive reaction in the betting markets there was an adjustment after adding hater and then things went haywire about 24 hours ago once they make the trade for Soto they get cut in half cut in half they're now the fifth favorite nine 10 to one at most spots what do you think about the Padres leapfrogging the the Braves in the World Series odds? Was it an overreaction or about right going from 20 down to 10 to one?
0: yes it's a total overreaction i mean it's a public bet and there's obviously everyone in the world's excited about the san diego padres uh w- you know maybe winning the nl going to the world series with you know tatis coming back and you know it, look i mean it, it, I, look, I people want to put down you know 50 bucks on a world series winner yeah that's that's a fun bet to make right but look i think the braves have had an excellent deadline um they maybe you know maybe the moves they made don't get them you know quite as much as the ones they made last year with eddie rosario uh, you know, Jock Peterson uh, joining the fold, but like, and, and Horace Delera had that big home run. But look, I, I think that Robbie Grossman's a pretty steady player to add. Uh, I think he's going to be a very valuable player come October. Uh, I really like where the Braves are at. I, I also think if you want to take out a position, like I, I think now that the Dodgers, now that all this momentum and all this money's come in on the Padres, the Dodgers are close to plus 200 now to win the NL pennant. That's my favorite way to play this. I think you short the Padres here because while the Padres may win the World Series with Juan Soto, I really have a hard time believing it's this year. The Dodgers are just too good. I think Joey Gallo is going to be a sneaky good pickup for them. If they made Jake Lamb into a, a, a productive enough hitter to get something back for him at the trade deadline, I think they can certainly figure out how to fix Joey Gallo. They, they basically fixed every player. They, they, Trace Thompson, this guy was out of baseball. They, made a way to, they found a way to get him to hit. They have found a way to get Andrew Heaney to pitch. So I don't doubt the Dodgers' player development whatsoever. I think Joey Gallo will help them. But I think ultimately, with or without that trade, right, I'm not betting the Dodgers based on Joey Gallo. I'm just saying they're in a better position to win with their rotation, with Clayton Kershaw pitching arguably one of the best seasons of his career right now. And I, I just still think that they will outlast the Padres, and they will go to the World Series. They'll outlast the Mets as well. There's been a lot of excitement about the Mets, the Braves, and the Padres. The Dodgers now have come into a very venable zone at, at around plus 200 to win the pennant.
1: So without Soto and Bell, the Nats have the worst offense in baseball. And you look at the NL wildcard standings, how big of an advantage could this be for a team like the Phillies, who have 11 games against the Nationals the rest of the way?
0: Oh, huge. And, you know, we, we talk about the Phillies. I think every time I come on this show... But addition by subtraction, no more juris Hopefully, David Robertson, for their sake, can can figure things out and, and, you know, his tenure, his second tenure there in Philadelphia goes a little bit better. But I really do think that, that this is a good spot uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies to be in. I, obviously, I was a lot more excited about them before the season, you know, when Bryson Stott looked like he might be a very productive member of that offense and before Bryce Harper got hurt again. But you know, look, I mean, it, Hey, you know, crazier things have happened. And like you said, you could probably lock in 10 more wins in those, those 11 or, or you know 12 games against uh, the Washington Nationals. Uh, I know that they did just beat the Mets last night, but, and they do still have Nelson Cruz, but really not a lot of, uh, you know, it, it's not like we're talking about uh, a team that has a ton of, you know, major league ready prospects up that could surprise people like, a, like maybe a Kansas city could, um, you know, I, I do think that the Phillies will benefit a little bit, but, this does feel like a, a, a race between the Braves and the Mets, which I think the Braves ultimately will win. But, it, you know, it does, you're right. I
2: mean, it does benefit the Phillies. Kenny, what do you make of the NL Central? The, the Brewers are up right now uh, by a couple games, but they traded away Josh Hader. They added a couple other bullpen pieces, but they, they kind of, you know, they took away their biggest piece in that bullpen. The Cardinals get a couple of starting pitchers, Quintana and Jordan Montgomery. What do they have that division? You can still find the, the Cardinals are about 2-1 to one to win the division. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I I also think
0: the Cardinals are getting healthier, which is a big thing. You know, obviously they're not going to get Harrison Bader back anymore because he's gone, but Tyler O'Neal's back. Dylan Carlson's back. He's definitely uh, shown some signs of life at the plate they kept score on, you know, well, they didn't get Soto, but I think the Jordan Montgomery pickup is a huge deal for them. He was, you know, arguably the the Yankees' third best starter. His strikeout numbers were on the way up. And he, he, I think I saw yesterday, I was looking at strikeout numbers in July. I believe he was top 15 in strikeout rate. Uh, Just a bang up job from him. And, you know, that is again, an area where he has not been great. So adding the strikeouts on top of some pretty steady ratios, like I, I do think that that's a good, good pickup for St. Louis. And you gotta talk about team morale here, right? This is this is a, not a good situation for Milwaukee to be in. Devin Williams is great, but we're not playing MLB the show here. Like this is a, this is a clubhouse. They are definitely gutted by the fact that they all those guys in that clubhouse. You better believe that they believe. That they had the best reliever in baseball. They trade him away. You saw what Xander Bogart, Xander Bogart was, was distraught yesterday over Christian Vasquez being traded. You, but you know, Lord knows how that clubhouse is feeling after haters has gone. Um, and I just didn't really like this team that much offensively to begin with. So I do think Freddie Peralta is going to be very good down the stretch, but. I just don't know if there's there's more than what we have in St. Louis. Like, I think St. Louis is the best team in the division. So I would still bet them. I would continue to bet them for the World Series and the division.
1: I agree with you 100%. Talk about it all show. Something else we've been talking about is uh, these money line prices. And are they going to get out of control like they were a year ago when it was mostly all favorites winning every day uh, post-trade deadline? And... You look up, and later tonight you see San Diego with Blake Snell on the bump, minus 350. We saw a couple of big underdogs, uh, money line north of uh, 2-1, to hit yesterday. Do you have a a specific approach that you're going to take with the daily betting? I mean, I'm looking at a couple of teams, like, they're all right, and and they're favorites by uh, more than minus 200.
0: Yeah, well, look, there's two things that happen around this time of year. I mean, I do think we get tighter money lines. You know, uh, it, there, there's a lot of tight lines today. Uh, so that makes for some fun betting. I, I mean, it's it's objectively more fun, uh, you know, to bet when you have minus 120 versus plus 110 or, or vice versa. And, um, you know, it can be more profitable sometimes. But, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think the way you approach it is I remember two years ago, I think we had a plus close to a plus 500 price, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe close to minus 500 price when the Astros played the Tigers. Um, those are spots where, you know, it, it, everyone in the betting world gangs up and takes the underdog. And I think we'll have a few of those this year, especially uh, with some of the, uh, you know, the Nationals just absolutely gutted their team. I can't believe Chris Bassett is a minus 275 favorite. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's necessarily a strategy other than, It's a baseball game. Anything can happen. And if you're getting better than plus 300 odds on a team to win, which we have gotten in the past, you know, around this time, I I think almost always you have to take it, Uh, you know, in certain circumstances, obviously. But I'm not laying, like, three and a half runs with Houston, you know, (laughs) against Detroit. Uh, But, you know, I think this is one of the most fun times to bet because you also have to factor in playoff races. And, um, you know, you got a lot of guys coming back like Peralta today, so it should be good.
1: When you look at today's card, what do you like? Any bets you've placed or is where there's still value?
0: Yeah, I still find a little bit of value here in this Dodgers-Giants game. I, I tend to go for the late-night games. I'm really not sure why. but uh, And also, I've been betting on a lot of Giants games lately, so I could tell you all about this team. But they are really hurt at the plate. Uh, obviously, you know Brandon Crawford's been out. Jock Peterson's been out. Tyro Estrada as well. but. Um, you, you look at the way that this matchup breaks down. Julio we Urías just spun six scoreless against them a few starts ago, and and Al-Kopp didn't do as well uh, against Los Angeles his last time out. But it is a good matchup for him. I think people have been waiting for the positive regression, as we like to say, uh, because you know he has a, a ERA at 4.06, and I think his expected ERA is 2.75, which is like an insane discrepancy. 310 x 12 on contact. The issue is, you know, it's 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 been tough for him with the matchups he's faced. He's faced a lot of uh, you know teams that have had a good success with soft contact. This is actually a good matchup because he doesn't walk a lot of guys, doesn't give a lot of hard hit balls. The Dodgers do both of those things very well. Uh, I really like the under four uh, for the first five in that game because you guys know as well as I do, you don't want to trust that Giants bullpen. But you know, uh, other than that, uh, maybe a little bit of Zach Wheeler action at plus one twenty against Charlie Morton, who I'm still not totally sold. He's back. That that game starts in like an hour, or
2: so. I think those two are probably the ones on mine. Kenny, you mentioned earlier the Montgomery deal uh, when he went to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. What did you think of what the Yankees did overall? Best record in the American League. Um, had a great season so far. What did you think? Montas, Ben Attendee, uh, Afrost from the Cubs, a relief pitcher. What do you think of what the Yankees did the last couple of days? Um, I think they did a great
0: job. Uh, look, I-, I know that this, this- – Montgomery trade has sort of scared a lot of people. It scared me, too. I really don't understand it. I had the Brian Windhorst fingers going up. It was a very strange trade. But I do think that Harrison (laughs) Bader, if he gets out of his walking boot, which is like a crazy thing that no one here in New York, we were like, oh, yo, Harrison Bader, you know, that's fine. And then it was like, oh, yeah, he's in a walking boot right now. So that's a little concerning. But, you know, if he actually can, can, you know, uh, walk on two feet, I do think he'll help this team a lot in October because we know the Yankees love to steal bases. That's why they have with Pass throw up right now. They love these guys who play defense and, and steal bases. So I think Vader's going to be perfect bench piece for them. I really do, I really do think he's going to endear himself to fans. But, you know, the, the question now is, is what's going to happen with Domingo Armand? Is he going to pitch well? The Yankees really, like they have in years past, had guys in AAA that kind of were like quadruple-A players. They could bring them up. You know, they could be solid back-end starters. They don't really have that depth this year. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen Herman has not looked good. Herman has not looked good for years now. I don't know what, you know, what kind of fate, why they have so much faith in him, but it, the pressure is on his shoulders. Other than that, though, yeah, adding a contact hitting outfielder, tremendous, tremendous addition for them. They needed Ben and He was the guy they had to have and they got him. They need guys that are going to move the runners over. They have one of the best on base percentages in the league. I believe top two and number one in slugging. They don't need anybody, any more three true outcome guys. They need some guys to get on base. Uh, for their big bats, and they need them to move around Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton when they walk at such a high rate. So that is, from a team construction standpoint, a great, great move for them. I'm a little concerned about the rotation now, but we will see what happens.
1: Uh, One of the questions at the deadline was Carlos Rodon. Was he going to move? San Francisco, they end up uh, keeping a bunch of their pieces that were possibly in play at the deadline they're four and a half games back from a playoff spot but they're 150 to one for the world series 80 to one for the pennant are the san francisco giants worth a dart throw
0: i mean is it an even year it is yes right. yeah it's an even year. So <laughs> yeah maybe do it. you know look i i i felt like when we when we were watching sunday night baseball a couple weeks ago uh, and, and Darren Ruff hit that grand slam, I felt like I was watching a movie. I felt like the, the Giants' luck was turning. They were going to go on this magical run. And you know what happened? They didn't go on a magical run. They lost that game. So I, I'm not quite sure if they have it in the tank. But what I do know is we talked about the Baltimore Orioles, myself included, like how could they trade Trey Mancini? You know, they're in a terrible, ter- you know, they're in a great position. They're three games out of wild card. They're going to make the playoffs. Why are they doing this? The Giants are arguably in the same spot. I believe they're four games out right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if they go on a, a streak. They win 10 of 12. They're right in this thing. So, uh, you know, trading away 36-year-old Darren Ruff, I don't really think that hurts them or, or hinders their ability. I did think that Rodone could have gotten a huge net. I kind of thought the Yankees were going to try to go after him. I thought maybe they dangled. They might have dangled Gleyber Torres. No one really talked about that. But there were there were murmurs yesterday that the Yankees were talking about Gleyber Torres with teams. So I'm not quite sure how much interest he had. I do think he had a decent a bit. But, look, I, I the bottom line here is the Giants, you know, they, they're, they're going to get healthy in about a week. These aren't long-term injuries, these
2: guys. They're not dead yet is what Kenny's saying there. Joe Ojo, Jaren Joe Hawksworth, Beck QL Daily, Kenny Ducey, and the Roman Guest Line will come back and give you our lightning bets and home run for today right here on the Beck UL Network.